On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about Scottsdale and sister wives. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is, of course, the notorious Rob, R-O-B. I screwed that up, but whatever. Uh, and as always, with me is my co-host, the fabulous Greg Robertson, the FAB. Oh, you didn't screw that up, huh? <laughs> no, I was like, it should have been Notorious ROB, Rob. And I was like, Notorious Rob, ROB, I'm, I'm an idiot. It's, really it's, fr- it's Friday. It's Friday, yeah, right? Yeah. Hola, man. How's uh, it going? Notorious, it's going okay. I, except my brain's <laughs> clearly not working. You know? <laughs> the Notorious M-O-R-O-N, you know? <laughs> Oh man, you. good man. Just uh, I was traveling this week. Uh, yeah, I headed out to the Clarity Comp. Uh, I guess the Core Logic. Yeah. I guess I'll always call it Clarity. Well, well, yeah, it'll it'll always be Clarity. Yeah, the Clarity days. MLS Executive Conference yeah. in Scottsdale, and I, I yeah. took off on <clears throat> Sunday, and then yeah. uh, Monday it had the welcome reception, and then it was. Uh, Wednesday, full day Wednesday, and then a half day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So if my voice sounds a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit Did rough, you go it's the first of... night, Greg. You know you're not supposed to go hard. I know, the first I night. know, I know. It's, <laughs> as I said, it's a guideline, not a rule, really. So, <laughs> but that is a fun event. It's a great event. Uh, yeah. How, like how how was it? Like attendance wise, you know. No, I mean they still they sold it out. They always sell it out. I mean, and you know, yeah. congratulations to. Greg Larson and Matt Cohen. I mean, it's the 21st yeah. annual. They've been doing that. Jesus. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, th- you think about all the conferences we have in our industry and, you know, how crazy things have been. They've had an acquisition happen and they're still yeah, able yeah. to put this on and bring other, uh, you know, other vendors um, from all yeah. around. Um, yeah. And uh, still, you know, it's, it's, you know, again, hats off to them to put that to yeah. keep this thing going has been a remarkable effort and uh, good for them. Yeah, no, it's I'm fantastic. Saying. Yeah, I've only been like twice, but you know, I've I know it's uh, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Yeah, well, and Phoenix you know, in March, you know, it's nice. Well, I think it's funny because you know, just the fact that it's Scottsdale in in February, March. Yeah. Um, I think that just it it, it alone attracts a lot of people, right? Because sure. you know, yeah. You're talking to Pat about, you know, I was meeting people who were, you know, from Detroit and, right. you know, she, she was 18 inches of snow or some nonsense, <laughs> right? right? right. <laughs> and then they show up in Scottsdale and it's just gorgeous, right? You know, yeah. blue skies and the weather's perfect, uh, yeah. you know, just just nuts. I'm telling you, man, Industry Relations Con, February in, uh, you know, I don't know, Cancun. Right. Cancun, yeah, we got it. Is it, there is a lot about that venue, right? They've had it at that yeah. venue, I think maybe once or twice they changed it, but it's at the same Scottsdale yeah. Plaza Resort, yeah, um, for, nice. for many years. It's fantastic, yeah, yeah. But if you know, yeah, we, we've talked about that in the past of, of doing something like that. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, well, we, we may, that would be interesting to kind of put something on like that, yeah. Uh, We're still in like a hard to easy to get, but a commitment place like Belize. Easy to get to, but hard. yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, international travel. I mean, is that? Yeah. Is that I, I don't know. I don't know if, if a lot of brokers or MLSs or associations are going to like approve international travel. 
Belize is hardly international. There's like you know direct. Well, it is not a country for Southwest. I know. Yeah, but it's, it is. It is a direct. They take dollars. You know. I mean, it's it's not the same. But anyway, all right. So how was Clarity? Anything come out of it? Great. I mean, it's you know have been to a, a lot of them, right? So the format kind of uh, keeps the same. I mean, Greg usually starts off with uh, talking about some some innovations that have been going on in the industry, uh, not in the industry, but just in you know tech worldwide. Um, they're always very generous with the kind of uh, the raffle gifts they put out there. So, um, you know, Greg did wait, a good so, job. So, wait, wait, wait. Let's not leave that. What did Greg point out? What, what were his innovations? Um, you know, we, we I think uh, some of it was talking about, of course, some of the AI things. I, at one point, the whole conference to me, the thing was, um, you know, at one point I, I had a my notepad and anytime anybody say a A AI, I would make right. a hash mark. Right? It's just, we were just kind of at my table. AI we bingo. Kinda, yeah, exactly. Right? Once, once we hit like a hundred, we were going to like, you yeah. know, do some sort of flash mob <laughs> thing or whatever. Um, no, just talking about, you know, some of these like uh, flying taxis for Uber, right? United bought yeah. a bunch of these things. I mean, th those yeah. things are to me, the ones that snowed out the most uh, of what's going on. Um, you know, of course, chat GPT, we talked about a little bit. He talked about, um, some of those kind of strategies. Um, but you know, what, what was interesting to me also is just, you know, having been there for having gone there a while, you, you, you kind of, you're familiar with each of the vendors, right? You know, you know, a Dyna connection is, is how that's different from, let's say flex or, you know, matrix and Paragon and everything, but you know, they do go through, like they bring somebody up. Okay. What are you doing? You know? What's different about you? What you got going on next? And like, I was bored out of my mind, a lot of it. But, you know, <laughs> but then later on, I was at I was at lunch and I was sitting next to somebody and she, and she says, oh, no, this is my first time here. And this yeah. is the second day. And she says, I love the first day. I mean, I, I've always yeah. wondered about these different vendors and what they did and who they are. Yeah. And like yeah. to have them all come up on there and do whatever. Yeah. I'm like thinking, God, it was the boringest thing in the world. But you know, they, they know their audience, right? They're, they're well, putting I mean, up there exactly what they want, right? She's clearly like a new MLS exec or a new board member or something, right? Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, is that there I heard more, from more than one person of, there's a lot of people that you didn't know there. So it's like, you're, you're mm -hmm. starting to see this inflection point of like, of, you know, people... New uh, blood, coming, you know, a new blood, new in blood. It, which is, wow. I think is a good thing, right? Yeah, new and blood. Then, and then I know there was a few of us reflecting about, you know, like uh, Kevin Green over there at CoreLogic and, and sure. Kevin Hughes at Black Knight of, you know, we used to be the guys, you know, the the, the lower level guys, the junior yeah. sales guys, yeah. and, and all the all them are like senior guys now. So yeah, um, but it's just it's it's that's what happens, right? You know, all our all our kind of yeah. quote unquote heroes have moved on or that's have retired, right. and that's right. There's a new, there's probably people looking at, you know, those guys and going, how do I get that guy's job, right? It's the circle um, of life. <laughs> exactly. Junior sales, senior sales, retired sales, dead sales. I mean, that's just the you know, circle of life. So it's good, man. We got new blood coming in. Yeah, I know. That, that, was, that was good to see. Um, a couple of highlights that I was looking forward to were, of course, the legal update. And, you know, mm. I won't go ad nauseum here. We've already talked about that a lot but um yeah yeah you know the, you know the consensus is there's going to be some sort of settlement because you know if they expect if the plaintiffs expect to get like you know 
610 billion. It does not exist. <laughs> there's going to be, I think a lot of what they were saying, there's probably, there probably might be a settlement. Um, another, another session that I was, uh, wanted to watch was, uh, the showing time plus guys came up there. Sure. Michael, you know, came yep. up and kind of talked about that. I had to miss that session, but, um, Jessica from, no. from, from my, my company kind of took some notes and, uh, they threw up like, you know, all the different brands under it and talked about what their thing was. And they had an offer management thing that I hadn't really, I knew they had, but they hadn't really talked about before. So mm -hmm. they're clearly trying to create some sort of ecosystem there. Sure. Um, and, and, and got a lot of good guys to kind of help them do that. Um, the other thing was um, Victor Lund was there to give a update on the BPP. Ah. And I thought, okay. This is going to be interesting, right? Because I, I want to hear that. And and then when when Greg was introducing Victor, he said, "Well, you know, Victor's also brought somebody, um, a, a broker from is it Long Realty in in uh, in the yeah. Phoenix area? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if they're in Phoenix or they're in Tucson. I can't remember. I know they're in Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona, right? Yeah. So yeah. he was he had to talk about some ways that they track adoption from their agents, and uh, so." So Victor's had brought him and I guess Greg said, well, this is kind of your idea, but you're going to give the BPP thing. And then you're going to give, this guy's going to give the, another talk about how to kind of, they track adoption and, and long. And it wasn't, it, you know, basically saying, Hey, we put out an RFP. <coughs> they put out an RFP. They've got some respondents. They're, they're in the, they're in the, uh, in the mode of choosing those respondents. They'll let the vendors know who they, you know, chose mm -hmm. here in the coming weeks. Yep. Um, still, you know, not not a lot of detail. And I thought, well, I had some questions, right? But but they rolled right into this broker guy right. after Victor spoke, so nobody could basically ask ask any questions. And it's still a little bit of a nothing burger to me. I don't really so quite ask them now. Ask them now. Maybe Victor might be listening. So go well, ahead. There was two different things that were coming out of it was one was they were talking about like they thought well you know they'd done the partner with home snap and then you know that you know he didn't say this but you know we all know that yeah, didn't go very imploded. well yeah yeah he says so they we thought well you know we're going to build this ourselves right we're not going to rely on another thing yeah. and and so we can own it and then and then we're they're going to make a way where other people like har can participate too or something which i thought was the most bizarre thing but that went really uh, you know, when I read the, the uh, it wasn't like a request. They, they didn't even call it a RFP. It was another kind of acronym, but mm -hmm. I thought it was open source. No, <laughs> we talked about this. It's yeah. So it, it's uh, limited open source. It's right. like open source if you're in the club. So it's like IDX. Yeah. I mean. It, yeah. You know, it's it's probably as complicated as their man. You know, the ownership structure of BPP is probably what I got out <laughs> of it, right? Hey, um, so it was. You know, it's just it was a little bit. And, and honestly, it's like maybe nobody asked questions because nobody really is. It's not really that interesting anymore to anybody. So mm -hmm. that 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 may have been the case also, but yeah. um, that that was that was one of them, and. Uh, and then the, the the other thing I think they did for the audience too, which was really smart, is you hear these names: MLS Aligned, Market, uh, Real Tech, Real Estate Technology Holdings, Venture MLS Fund, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, all the things that are out there, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. what grid, they did is uh, MLS Grid, all that. MLS yeah. Grid, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that was one of them. So what they, what they, and that was kind of a, a, an audible where they called out and said, um, at the end, we're going to invite representatives from each one of these these companies, yeah, and they're going to they're going to explain what they're doing, <laughs> right? Because you know, a lot of people, I, I love. Uh, uh, it was Nicole who came up for um, for market and said, I, I, the one thing I, before I tell you exactly what market is, I want to tell you what it's not. And it's not MLS aligned. <laughs> That's like the best line of the whole, of the whole thing. Right. <laughs> I got to chuckle out of that. Yeah. And uh, so she described market. They described, you know, MLS aligned. Uh, Brad Belkey was MLS aligned. Yeah. Art Carter talked about venture MLS. Um one of the one of the guys, God, I'm killing me to forget his name right now. Young guy over at uh, Austin talked about the uh, real estate technology holdings. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's the five MLS that bought um, Rem- four, four or five. I think four, it's four yeah. that yeah. bought Remind, right? Yeah. Now they 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 had said um, both MLS aligned and had said that they were going to they're working on delivering a a fully fledged, you know, MLS system. Mm-hmm. And then also um, the guy from uh, Austin, God, I can't remember. His, I mean, it's going to kill me. I'm going to think about it at the end of the, this, this podcast and shoot yeah. myself. Some but um, he talked about if it's that, you, uh, holler at Greg, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they talked about remind having, an, you know, and I thought they already had this, but a full fledged, MLS system, you know, at the thing. Yeah. And it was a, it was a big thing of like, you know, what we talk about here, which I always get a little bit um you know conflicted by of you know, the your your client is becoming a a competitor. Right. Right? And uh so but you know, they're now they're going to be full-fledged MLS systems out there, right? Right. Um okay. What else? What else were they talking? And, and that so, you know. What you're, hold on. Let me get this straight. So, group of MLSs announced that they are building a full-fledged MLS system at the CoreLogic conference. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll even put a finer. Thing. I'll even put a finer point on it. <laughs> you know, there was a little bit of scuttlebutt of like because you know it is a very you know. They can't have everybody. It's a smaller venue in a sense, right? Yeah. So that's the kind, yeah. you have to, your sponsorship only gets you so many spots. But I did hear a little bit of a vendor rumble of like, well, you're telling us as vendors, we can only bring a certain amount, but the MLSs can bring who they want, but yeah. they're really actually also selling technology. Right. So they don't right. get that rule, but we have to right. abide by that rule. So there's already, you know, again, it's just, it's cats sleeping with dogs. Sure. It's it's pandemonium. Sure. We don't know. We sure. have, you know, participants are becoming you know vendors. I mean, it's just we're not ready for these things, and these these things kind of pop up of, of just it's really just vendor like cattiness is is all it is, vendor alley cattiness, right? That's right. I mean, it's something. Um, vendor alley cats. Yeah, but um, again, uh, just very well run. Um, you know. Good speakers, good content, great, great, you know, city to be in. So many great, you know, restaurants in Scottsdale. Um, sure. Every year I tell myself I'm not going to end up at Patty's at, at 3 a.m. because Patty's is the only bar that's open. Be, you know, I would wait, I would make one criticism, and that's the lobby bar at the, uh, the Scottsdale Plaza Hotel. I mean, closed at like 
1030 or something like, I mean, don't think yeah. that this is a real estate conference, but yeah, that's probably for everybody's own good. Right. <laughs> See, this is why when we do the industry relations live conference, we have to do it in a city like say Vegas where, you know, bars never close. Yeah. But sessions but start at 10 a.m. You know, yeah. You're like, 10 a, that, that's 11 a.m. Yeah. 11 okay, nobody's going to show up. Yeah. Right. You know how they have like this, uh, Breakfast sessions at some of these conferences. Yeah, like, we'll we'll just start with the lunch session. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I've said that. I love that. I mean, and then you you know you have a you have a you have the eleven o'clock session. Then you break yep. for lunch. That's right. <laughs> eleven to twelve, you break for lunch. It starts That's at eleven. Right. You go to twelve. You break for lunch. Right. Right, and it's, and you get back at two. Let's not rush things. Okay. You have a yeah, two just, to yeah. like four. Then uh, it's the cocktail hour. Hours really. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. So you could actually plan the unconference right here. But, uh, yeah. you know, speaking of events, uh, I'll tell you my. So while you were at Clarity, I was here in Vegas um, and I just presented the Home Smart event, which was really cool. And, oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. As I said on stage, I think Home Smart is the best brand in real estate because they keep inviting me to speak there year after year. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug, nice plug. On that, on that basis, you know, uh, no, it's uh, much more seriously. It was fun, but, you know, I did a, a thing and I realized there's a topic that I, I've been obsessed with for a while. And, and I think you and I have kind of talked about it a little bit on industry relations. I know I've written about it a whole lot. And I realized it's, um, it's kind of a big deal. And it's, I think it's starting to break through to kind of mass consciousness. Uh, and the topic is demographics and population collapse, right? Okay. So I realized um, when I was prepping for this event that I've been talking about this for well over 10 years, right? Like the very first post I think I have about millennials was back in 2011, talking about how I don't know if they're going to have the type of family formation rates and have babies at the level that we were expecting because of some imbalances in like educational attainment economic achievement, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, pat myself on the back, right? Here we are in 2023. And that's like the story that everyone's sort of talking about, right? One way or the other. Um, but I wanted to like really get people interested. And I did want maybe to use this platform a little bit as well to let people know that uh, this might be something worth paying attention to, right? Because what spurred it on, Greg, was uh, I don't know if you like documentaries, but there's a new documentary out called birth gap right? birth birth and gap birth gap okay okay and what i want to do is, i think so i know what that all, is but maybe it's not exactly what you're talking about yeah so the way <laughs> to find birth gap is the number of 50 year olds versus the number of newborns okay i was thinking something right. completely different so if there are a million 50 year olds a million newborns and the birth gap is zero right and if there are a million 50-year-olds and, you know, 1.2 million, then the birth gap is plus 20. And then obviously if it's less, right? Um, part one of this documentary is an hour long. It's on YouTube for free. Uh, part two and three you have to get from their website. But I want to share the trailer. I wanted you to watch oh, it. Oh, cool. And All we'll right. have our audience watch it and then let's sort of discuss it. So this so, is new. I like it. We're seeing movies. Yeah, here, here we go. Leading Americans of both parties put this ad in a Sunday paper. Whatever your cause, it's a lost cause unless we control population. And our cities are going to be choked with people 
and they will be impossible places in which to live and the explosions will be even worse. Most people think we, we have like too many people on the planet, but actually this is an outdated view. Coming from the world of data science, I felt I understood populations are going up and that that's a problem. When I saw what was actually happening, I couldn't sleep. I think that the biggest problem the world will face in 20 years is population collapse. Collapse. All, without exception, all industrialized countries, developed countries have below replacement fertility. Yeah, it's striking and there is no single explanation. In different contexts, you have very different stories. It's never happened in human history. There's no precedence. What people usually don't think about is what you do in a world where the playgrounds are empty and the nursing homes are all full. This four-year project took me to 24 countries and over 230 people were kind enough to give me an hour of their lives. How could it be that suddenly countries are having so few children? I needed to go and find out. I'm like kind of like not ready. We don't have any role model in a real world. I keep oscillating between the idea of having my own children or uh, adopting. Ready to adopt in this particular moment? Like right, right now, now, now? Probably not. If I would have kids uh, now, I will have to change uh, all my life. The future is complicated. Well, the weird thing is that many women want to have children. So when would that be? That's the crazy thing. I don't know. Call this a birth gap map. Right. I haven't seen anybody do this before. How few does it? Wow. Wow. Gosh, it's kind of scary. That's bad. What I hear about often is overpopulation. I've never heard this concern. No get trying off flare bone. My name is Jodie Day and I'm a childless woman. It was devastating. It's like a shock. What are we making with our future? In life, I'm always optimistic about everything. But I'm not about this. I'm pessimistic. I'm pessimistic because I don't think people realize what's going to happen. I don't know how or when it's going to stop. I want to emphasize this. The biggest issue in 20 years will be population collapse. Jesus. Thanks, yeah. Rob. Go, I'm going to go go in the corner in a fetal position and suck my thumb. It's, uh, I, but here's the thing, man. It is such an important, hold on, let me turn this off. Uh, it, it's such an important topic, right? And the thing about it is, when you think about it, this is the slowest, like the most obvious slowest moving crisis. You know what I mean? Because we've been seeing this like, Okay, 10 years ago, a million babies were born. That means there are a million 10-year-olds today, right? No more than a million. Like some of them may have died through childhood illness or accident or whatever, but they're not more than a million 10-year-olds because 10 years ago, a million kids were born. So we know exactly what's coming. We know it's exactly what's happening. But I sort of talked about this at the conference. I said, look, everyone should go watch this documentary. Again, part one is free. It's on YouTube. Just go watch it, right? Maybe we'll put the link to the part one into the yeah, absolutely. Here. Um, but dude, like, the, the there's a couple angles to this. I obviously there's the overall societal thing. The couple angles that I thought was so so interesting. Um, one, 
is obviously the impact of something like this on housing. Right, right, for sure. And you think about like what we've been told for the last 10 years, last 20 years, right? Why are home prices so unaffordable? Why, you know, the story has been, we just haven't built enough, right? We have not had enough home construction. So therefore, supply and demand, you know, home prices have just skyrocketed. Well, that, that is Two what's happening ago. though, right? I mean, we, we do have a supply problem. That is what's happening. Actually, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know if that's true. I don't think it is. There's there's some new stats that have come out that suggest that maybe not. Like we have more housing units per capita than we ever had, and yet it's completely unaffordable, right? Or it's getting even more unaffordable. Uh, so there was a company, a Wall Street uh, analyst firm called Zellman and Associates. They do some of the best work in terms of covering housing. Yeah, Ivy Zellman, right? Yeah. And she's they came out the report a couple of years back saying cradle to the grave. You know, big uh, yeah. issues with uh, housing. We, we talked about that before. Yeah, Correct. I remember that. And it just went completely ignored. You know, it's almost like nobody talks about it. So we talk about going to all these real estate conferences. And I kind of get it. Like, if you're a broker, if you're an agent, you know, MLS execs, there's <laughs> nothing you can really do about that. Right. You know what I mean? right. Like, well, you know, if any, if any ladies need some, you know. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Call Greg. <laughs> All uh, fab. <laughs> no, no, we can make it clinical. Your wife, your wife's on the line, Greg. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We can make it clinical. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> oh man! Just kidding. Uh, Good lord! Stop the emails. Topic, uh, went sideways real quick. But anyway, like my point is, I understand there's not a whole lot we can do about it. But the fact that we don't talk about it at all. Right. I think about all the conferences I've been to over the years, and I can't remember a single time other than me, right? S- somebody coming up and saying, "Hey, we need to think about demographics. We need to talk about family formation, right?" Yeah, I mean, to me, I would say like locally here, we're feeling a little bit in Orange County, at least in my, our neighborhood. They, yeah, um, our our my house is in a, a kind of what you would call like a a school neighborhood because we had mm-hmm. a, a middle school here. Um, Geisler, where my actually my wife went to, and they recently um, the school district uh, when I when we moved in here it w- didn't have any kids in it because um, there weren't enough kids, and then they right. had, they had they had basically um, had a Christian school which you know much smaller um, right. set was uh, leasing it to kind of have a the, the Christian school there. They moved out, and then they sold right. the whole thing, and. They're in the middle of tearing it down right now right. and uh, putting about 88 new homes in the in the district, in the place where the school was in the in the soccer fields. Right. So right. Uh, right. my wife, you know, and they, there was another school. It was very it made some actual national news here in Huntington Beach, which school they chose to, to, to shut down. Right. Uh, a lot of a lot of people thought it was the. Uh, the school with the most minorities or the lower income thing. And that was a, a, a bad thing. And there's. It's all very complicated and everything. Right. Um, so, you know, and a lot of times, you know, some of the school districts, they receive money per kid or something. I mean, there's there's there a whole yeah. lot of mathematics to it. And, you know, you start setting down schools. I mean, those are hard to bring back up. Like anything's hard to bring new. Um, but it is. It's a, it's a problem of population. Of, of the, there's not enough kids Dude, to fill the I schools. Mean, what, you're exactly right. So in this documentary, one of the most moving sections that I saw was I don't I think it was in part two maybe part three, he goes and meets this woman in Japan 
right, who grew up in the 70s, so kind of when you and I were growing up, right, in this suburb of Japan, of Tokyo. I can't remember the name of it, but apparently this was a suburb that all these young families moved to in the 70s, like late 60s, early 70s, because they had modern apartments and, you know, whatever. Right. So back then, they had like enormous wait lists for kindergarten spots, right? They just didn't have enough kindergarten spots, you know, for all the kids that were there. So the entire place just run over by young kids. And she remembers growing up, you know, just everywhere you went, it was kids, you know, it was playgrounds, kindergarten schools, blah, blah, blah. In this film, dude, last year, so that's the 70s in our lifetime. So 40 years, 50 years. Last year, that school district closed its last elementary school because and the final graduating class of this elementary school was one kid. Yeah, wow. One. Well, I think I read that recently where Japan's, there are more people that died than were born last year. Some some, some statistic like that was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, obviously South Korea is the worst. I think they're at like 0.8. U.S. just recently hit 1.6, you know, so it's like lowest birth rates ever. So anyway, so on the, the, the impact of population on housing, obvi- it's super obvious, you know. I mean, it's going to be like desert wasteland. So you think about some of the young realtors who are getting started in the business now, like, yo, by the time you guys are our age, you know, it's, it's not going to be homeless, house affordable. Like, there are literally no buyers yeah, to buy yeah. the houses, right? And to the extent that there are buyers, there aren't going to be that many of them buying four-bedroom family, you know, colonials in the suburbs because they don't have two kids. You know what I mean? Like it's, and we don't we don't talk about it, we don't think about it. It's just, it's just utter. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and did, I'm not sure if we talked about this in the last podcast or one of them, but you know the how kind of like the pandemic. And then also really catching up with the, the way that these apps, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 and I was, I forget who I was listening to. It might, might've been another podcast talking about this. And, uh, you know, it's just a two dimensional experience now. Right. So when you're on these apps, right. Are you talking and, about dating apps? Yeah. Dating apps, okay, right. Yeah. Where it's, it's a four to one ratio. There's, you know, there's, there's four, you know, four times as many men on them than women. So women can be very selective, but they're only choosing the top 10, 20% of, of five. Okay. Five, right. Percent of the people on the apps. And, you know, and, and it's great for the 5% because they're just playing Sir Lance a lot, you know, everywhere they can go. But the other guys are just left hanging. I mean, left alone in a sense. Right. And, and I've been talking about this with some, you know, some friends of mine, girls that are, that are single and, and, you know, this, this whole thing of like that, that appearance and, you know, and then you, okay. So you take that, that phenomenon, which I know everybody's been talking about. There's been many articles on that. You add to that, to the kind of like, um, uh, what what do you call the, the pandemic where we used to like socialize and, and maybe it wasn't the most politically correct thing, but a lot of people met their, their spouse or you know girlfriend or boyfriends at work, sure. And now we're now we're in this isolated experience here. We're yeah. we're work from home where they don't get that right. I mean, yeah. you know, it might be that he might be the quirky guy, <clears throat> you know, that you're like, you know, I mean, my wife hated me when they, she first met me. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably really shocking to everybody out there. But I mean, sometimes it's not because you know 
it wasn't as easy as a swipe a swipe left right, or right. a right. I don't even know what the hell the, the proper you know thing is for that. But but you know you people learned there was other things about that that they were funny. They were yeah. um, they were compassionate. They were you know they were you know they have the same religious values as them. I mean, there's other things besides how tall, cute, whether you have a six pack or not, or, or in that kind of thing. But you have to be kind of around people to have that, right? That's when right. you put it down to such a, a you know a two dimensional experience like that, people are not, you know, they're not engaging. They're and, and they're not, you know, they're 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 keeping their things so narrow of what they want. Sure, um, it's just no, there's- you got a perfect storm. You're exactly right. There's a million factors, right? But there's so the second reason why I wanted to talk about this at the Home Smart event, and I want to talk about now is there's the causation part, meaning it's not just impact on housing. I would argue that housing is what's partly causing lower birth rates. Okay. And because, and I, I read, so I look at it this way I think the reason why US, our housing, our birth rates are so low 1.6, 1.7. So a lot of young people live in big major cities, right? Because that's where the jobs are. So they move to New York, they move to San Francisco, they move to LA. And housing costs are so high. And their income certainly hasn't kept up with inflation. So they can't afford to buy. They can barely afford to rent, right? And the one thing about, you know, sort of really having, you know, like roommate situation, you're still living at home, or these tiny, right. you know, apartments, whatnot. The one thing that really impacts is how many kids can you actually raise in such a small space? So a lot of the young people are waiting. They're like, I need to make more money. I need to move out. Right. Affordability. And we'll have- it's affordability. Right. right. And I'm wow. saying we're seeing that today in the U.S. You look at this movie, you look at other countries like Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, where they've had this real estate housing cost problem for decades longer than we have. Right. And you just see the impact of that on childbirth. And I'm going, yo, (laughs) like, we need to talk about this. The fact that housing affordability going crazy in the U.S. right now, right now, I think I just saw this. I think housing affordability is at the lowest level it's ever been, right, because of high mortgage and Yeah, interest rates are popping up near seven again or over seven, yeah. You know what that means? Like 2023, we might have birth rates hit like rock bottom, right? And it's not because these kids don't want to, it's not because these young people don't want to have kids, number one. Number two, you're right, the technology, the swiping, the dating, the the fucked up dating culture we have in the country probably doesn't help. But you know what also doesn't help? Like say you have a girlfriend, say you have a boyfriend, say you're engaged, say you're married, right? And you're like, hey, you know, maybe we should start a family. But we're living in a 600-square-foot studio apartment. <laughs> oh, man. Right? That's true. Like, who the fuck is – who's having babies? Right? It's that. that I, I thought like, by having three – Talk about this. Yeah, I, I thought by having three kids, I thought it was being greedy, man. I mean, nah, you know. Nah. Well, Elon – I mean, they had Elon Musk in there and, you know. Elon has he's nine. Had, he's doing his he's, part. Yeah. <laughs> With several <laughs> – He's doing his part. Several people. He's doing his part for freaking sure, man. Yeah. See, at at least the Robertsons, you guys are a net surplus. It's plus. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. The Hans were 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 a net zero uh, too. So (laughs) net zero. It's not good, you know. But uh, tool to do anything about. I I wanted to have four actually, but uh, you know, my 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 last uh, kid, Hope, who's my 
my love, but man, yeah. she, she she broke Jen. She was going to have another one after her hope. <laughs> kind of amusing that a child named Hope broke her. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> but so this is like we have to talk about this, and I'm going okay. This is now going beyond just sort of self-involved housing industry. Hey, real estate sale. You know, it's it's starting to get beyond that, right? If we don't think about the impact of housing and housing unaffordability and something like demographics and childbirth, 20 years from now, like Elon said, that we're not going to have people. Right? If you don't have yeah. people, it's not just housing. It's all the things that he talked about. Like, And there's, again, if you watch the full documentary, there's some amazing sections where they talk about like, first you start losing workers. Like there aren't enough people who want to come to work at your store. Right. Sounds so vaguely familiar are, right now, right? I mean, a little bit. But then you start losing customers because they're not being replaced. And then you eventually have to shut down, right? You shut down and then the economic ripple effect, right? So, this suburb in Japan, dude, they show this, this scene. They go to this mall. And out of 26 stores in this mall, five are open, right? Yeah. So basically, you walk into this mall and all you see are like those uh, corrugated steel gates everywhere. Who the hell wants to go shopping at that mall? It's dead. And it's stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, I'm looking at this going, okay, if we don't, like, if this is our future 30, 40 years from now, right? And we see it, like, because this, this is not going to take anybody's surprise, right? Um, and same thing with like, you know, the really high rent areas like you live in, Huntington Beach, Orange County. Yeah, I mean, you got rid of one school, right? Two schools. Okay, well, here's the thing. What's the average price point of a home in Huntington Beach? Oh, yeah. It's like over over, over a million dollars. Over a million dollars. Okay, so some 30-something young couple, they're never buying a house. No. You know? So if they rent a place, like, okay, how much is rent? Right? Yeah. How many no, kids could you possibly have? Well, I mean, it, again, you got to have a bigger place. I mean, you're, you're going to be correct. up there anyway, right? I mean, correct. it's not like as easy. You, you almost want to just go say, hey, young people, go start fucking some more. But you right. can't because where are they going to put them? Correct. I mean, it, it brings back like, you know, maybe it all goes back to old school ways of arranged marriages. I mean, there was some 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 thought to that, right? Where it's like yeah. we be, we began to like take control over the situation, right? I, I kind of like that. I, I, I would love to be the, the person who decides who Hope marries. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of arranged marriages, you know, uh, <laughs> except like I asked my mom when I was like in law school, hey, why don't you hook me up? Like arrange some marriages for me. And then I met a couple of the women. She arranged me. I was like, you know, you could cut that out. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> But see, arranged marriages only still solve one half of that yeah. equation. Okay, cool. You arranged it, right? You say, hey, Hope, you should marry this guy. Cool. You're married. Can you afford a house? Can you? And, and I really do mean this. Like everything else is expensive. I know. Education is expensive. Healthcare. Everything's expensive. I get it. But I, to me, it feels like more fundamental is how many room, how much room do you have? Right? Because yeah. if you're living in a one-bedroom rental, how many kids could you possibly have in a one-bedroom apartment? Yeah. One, maybe, and only up until they're like two years old? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, either goes multi-generational housing. I mean, this is something that's right. you know that's, that's in, in, in different countries have gone this way that's where right. grandma's on the bottom floor, right? 
um and everybody can kind of yeah i mean it's it's yeah you're bumming me out here man jesus but it's i I know but but my point is we have to talk about this because we are the housing industry you know the we're the real estate industry and up to date we've had no position on this zero position up to date all we keep talking about is we just need to build more houses i'm like okay that's cool we build a whole bunch more houses than hour and a half away you know in uh in the desert people still want to live in orange county they can't afford any of it they you know, where are the jobs are the jobs out in the desert no okay so yeah you know, but i mean you know better than i i mean this is macro this isn't something the housing industry is going to fix right i mean this is you know these are these are complicated societal issues sure. right sure um yeah but when housing is an immediate direct cause of depopulation we certainly need to come up with some oh, okay so here we go here let's 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 go let's let's go let's go uh subsidies let's say if you are if you have you're married with and you you know you get a certain tax credit you know for the number of kids you have off yep. the price of your home yep right you you have you know you you know you do that those kind of things right um what else I, uh, you know you you know it's uh you get different loans as as if you have you can get a different a loan um at x percent if you have one kid you can ha- you know mm-hmm. it goes down to y percent if you have two kids and you know x percent if you have three kids right um okay. yep. those kind of things you know we may be making some baby factories man out there um I- we're gonna need to something, yeah, right. Something. I mean, I would. Be, I. I. Can't, I had this idea. Like, what if we did something like, everyone's taxes are sixty percent flat, like no deductions, like just sixty percent, right? For every child you have, you take ten percent off. So if you have Boom, six, six kids, kids. tax free, no taxes. Right. But they have six kids. That, if you have two that. kids, forty percent, and that's sort of the average, right? Right, and that's kind of what we. I'd be going for six. I'd be going for six. I'd be going for at least four. (laughs) (laughs) I should have have saved some of my sperm. I don't know. This is gonna be interesting, man. Yeah, Uh, you know, but so who knows? You know, maybe maybe we got to talk about like just ban TikTok and uh, you know the dating apps. You know, they're illegal, or I don't know what we do. But my point is, from a housing standpoint, one very clear thing I do know we do is the real estate industry has to start fighting NIMBYs. Right. Oh, God. It's right? so bad At here a in minimum, we have to be the ones out there saying, hey, NIMBYs, like, cut it the fuck out, right? Because yeah. we're all going to die. <laughs> you know? And that's why I'm saying everyone should be watching this movie. It is It is a bit of a diner, downer. I ain't going to lie. Uh, I don't think it's like a date night movie. Because uh, I watched it with Sonny. And, you know, there's a part of me that kind of thought, hey, clearly we need to do our part. But no, no, it was so like, nope. <laughs> like, it was so depressing. <laughs> but I do think it might be something really good for, like, if you're younger, watch it with your partner. If you're older, watch it with your kids. Yeah, God, I don't know, man. Dude, like, you're, I can guarantee my children have never heard this. Right. I can guarantee they're teenagers. So I, and I'm not saying they want, I want them to start having babies like, like, don't do that. But at least be aware 
Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on that with Hopey Hope. I think I'm gonna wait a little bit on on that one. I don't want to get any ideas in her head. But Daddy, you told me to. No, but that's what, it's it's fodder for conversation. Yeah, again, right. It's amazing. This is phenomenal, and it brought me back to all my. You know, I remember when we talked about like 2011. I was at the Ari Tech South event, and I right. kind of made a half joke saying, "Hey, polygamy legal by 2040 because of you know college education imbalance," and everyone laughed. I don't know if we're laughing now. Like here we are. I don't know, man. Like. Yeah, you know, like you said, if it's Tinder, all the women are going for the top five percent of guys. Well, then all the top five guys get to get the kids too. That's not fair. What's fair got to do with it? I mean, you know, it's polygamy legal right? oh, at that good point. Lord. Good so, lord. Yeah, well, that's I, you know, okay, yeah, sister wives. Let's <laughs> let's. This is a, a different turn here for industry relations. <laughs> I don't know how for, you did it, Rob, but we somehow for got, younger guys. You we know, went from like the I, Clarity Conference to Sister Wives. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. No, you know what it is? So here's what needs to happen. Next year's Clarity Conference, they clearly need to invite us, as well as the uh, maker, the filmmaker of this documentary, and then we'll talk about Sister Wives and housing. You know, actually, I mean, there's, well, yeah, maybe not that, but I think if I will say this to, uh, what's coming up? I mean, CMLS is coming up in our annual Inman's coming up. I mean, this is, you, you make a very compelling case of talking about population and how, how it can affect housing. Yeah. And And housing uh, and, and how housing affects population. Right. That's the piece that no, like not even this movie, because all the experts they interviewed are like demographers and social. Uh, they didn't interview anyone who's a housing expert. And I think if they right. did, we would be able to establish a pl- pretty clear connection, right? Between like house prices and ha- land and housing availability and number of children. Right? Yeah. It's like I like a this. Line, right. It's like yeah. a straight line. Are there, are there any other resources that you know of? Um, I mean, Gosh, you know, there's some ancient books, right? You know, Mark Stein is the guy who I first, who kind of turned me on to this back in the 90s. We talked about, you know, demographics in Europe. But, you know, everyone thought it was like Islamophobic because he talked about like how Europeans were having 1.3 kids and the Islamic Muslim immigrants are having four and five kids. It's like, well, within a generation, they're going to, sorry, you know, take over and people are like, oh, you're Islamophobic. I'm like, it's numbers, right? right. Just actual numbers. Um, so that's, that's not a bad resource. There are I don't more know. I mean, I remember like we were them. talking about a lot about race, you know, with the color of, of, uh, the mm-hmm. color of law and Richard Rothstein's novel. Yeah. And uh, that caught on a lot in the industry. I mean, this seems like it needs yeah. to be one of those types of things where we get some, maybe this maker of this documentary or somebody from those documentaries to kind of, I'd love for this message. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kidding with you on some of the stuff here, but I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's. There's uh, something serious. Here. You're, you're right. You know, Homespark really up. got the goods, didn't they? Man, yeah, good for you, man. That's why they're the best real estate brand because they keep inviting me. <laughs> but, no, for more real seriously, I actually agree with you. I think Inman, you know, some of these national conferences, the NAR conference coming up in CMOS, CMOS, all these guys should invite this filmmaker to come and screen the film, have a Q and A, and then talk about it, right? And yeah. have 
someone be able to talk about the connection of housing to birth rates and the impact of birth rates on housing, right? And sure, you and I will be long gone. We just right? had an earthquake here. Really? Yeah, it was wild. Either that or it's a semi going by somewhere. <laughs> that was weird. Greg, Sorry. Those two are rather different things. I just <laughs> semi earthquake. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. You you clearly need a second home in uh, the desert where there are no earthquakes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, I think that would be. Oh, absolutely. And uh, maybe, you know, you and I will spark that conversation and let's get it going. Cause, I uh, think it's we, a good one. Yeah, so I guess it. I'm going to see you live next week. I don't, I don't, I want to keep it a mystery and I don't want people to let's, know that we're, well, what we're doing. Yes, yeah, right. Or yeah. where we're going. Yeah. Or where we're going. But I will yeah. see you live. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for anyone, uh, hey, if you stuck with us, thank you all so much. Uh, like I said, in strongest possible terms, go watch this documentary. It's Birth Gap, it's on YouTube. Search for it, you'll find it. And if you have a home that's big enough, make some more babies, people, please. Yeah. And, you know, so let's bring back some of my crazy ideas from five years ago. I think every real estate brokerage should operate a dating service. Okay. Okay. No, I like that. Okay. Here's a young man that just came in looking for an apartment rental, and I now have his credit report. (laughs) Oh, would you like to meet this nice young woman who just oh, bought a yeah, condo? Oh, yeah, kind of like an apartment yenta or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think realtors could play a big role in setting people up. And then when they yeah. have their second kid, hey, I know you're living in this condo. You need to move out. I got the perfect place for you. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, that's good. Make a percentage <laughs> on that somehow. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you're listening, if you want to comment, just send us uh, notes. And um, otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.